Sunday Sessions. It is your girl, April Squires, and her handy-dandy little sidekick, Sarah Empower. It's me. It's a me. A Mario. It's a call to fly the fuck. Yes. Give a little more context, buddy. <laughs> so this episode, we are going to dive into, uh, we've been traveling a little bit recently. Ooh, we have. Currently living in a new place. You just got back from a spicy, spicy mm-hmm. little trip. Viva, viva Las Vegas, baby. I came, I saw, I don't know if I conquered, <laughs> but I came and I saw. So came, I saw, I made it back over the border into Canada in case. Yeah, I made it back in one piece. So I guess that's a success story for Vegas. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's all anyone really hopes for when they leave Vegas. It's exactly like the movies. That's the first thing that I'll say. It's exactly like the movies, but better. Nobody gives a fuck what you're doing. At all. <laughs> Try to live my life. Like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me, but like in Vegas, you absolutely can do that. We were there for a music festival and everybody kind of knew anyways that we were there for a music festival, but like we were walking around the hotel and like skimpy swimsuits, no one batted an eyelash. Like it's just great. It's good vibes for the most part because everybody understands you're in Vegas. So you're there to party. So it's just this, it's very chill. Please tell everyone what was the reason for going to Vegas? How did this all come about? So I am a festival goer. I love to party and I love music. A couple years ago, me and my sister went to Veld Music Festival in Toronto after she won the trip at Confusion. Shout out. <laughs> yep. Shout out Confusion. Shout out Hilda. Hilda. <laughs> She won the trip and we went and it literally changed my life. Going to a music festival, especially like EDM, is just this, it's something that everybody should experience. It's this overwhelming, welcoming feeling of just this big, you're a big, happy family. They're just celebrating music and everything. So we hadn't gone to, that was in 2019. So we hadn't gone to a music festival since COVID, obviously, because they weren't on the go. So we had planning to go on another one this year, and we were kind of trying to figure out which one we wanted to go to. So we watched, well, actually, my sister had gone to Vegas in October. And when mm. she was gone, I was like, I have to come with you next time. I was like, I have such bad FOMO when I was just here watching all the Snapchat videos and everything. So I was like, I'm going with you again. So then we watched a Lollapalooza DJ set, the Marshmallow DJ set. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It'll change your life. It's the best DJ set I've ever seen in my life. I've watched it like so many times now. So we were watching that. And for whatever reason, we were just like, so shall we go to Vegas? Shall we go to EDC one night? (laughs) And we were like, yeah. So then we just said, fuck it. bought our tickets. And the homies that went to Vegas, my sister, the first time around, we're like, let's fucking go do this again. (laughs) Which makes total sense to me now that I've done it. First thought I had when I left Vegas was that I'm going to go back. There's just too much to do. So we throw in a music festival and on top of it, there was some unfinished business for me at the Las Vegas Strip. So I will be going again. How many of you went to Vegas and how long ago for? There was five of us total. Four girls, one guy. We went for a week. You want to go for a week, but it's like almost like a week isn't long enough, but then you don't really want to be there longer than a week because it's also Mm. exhausting. Would you say at least a week though? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely at least a week. Well, I mean, getting there might also slow you down and you got to adjust to the time zone. Yeah. There's just so much to do. There's so much to do. Would you recommend going on a trip with five people? Not that you could cut anyone out of the group, obviously. No executive decisions. (laughs) No executive decisions, but do you find odd numbers kind of mess things up? I 
would say no. I think Vegas, you need a big group, but not too big. Now, EDC, I would say completely different. EDC is so many people. It's like 140,000 people per day at one festival. Really hard to stay together. So for EDC, I would say you either have to go with like one person and just like that's your group and that's it. So then you don't lose each other or you need to grow with a group of like 15 people, which a lot of people did. A lot of people were like in huge groups because that way you can split off into smaller groups or whatever. Yeah. Nobody's alone. Our group was five and then it became like seven because we met these two other people. At EDC, it was way too hard to stay as a group and not have anybody end up getting left behind. Like in order to stay together, also because there was no fucking cell service there, we basically had to just scream at each other the whole time. Be like, hey, come back, come back. Like really annoyed me. But yeah, so that was sucky. Vegas is different because it's not a music festival. I don't know. I feel like it depends on the group of people you're with. Because also, girls get in everywhere for free. Boys, no. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Sorry. Yeah. You're saying Vegas is one of those spots where women actually thrive for once. Well, I don't know if I would say that either because, <laughs> <laughs> because I am a progressive woman. And, you know, I get it. I get it. Sometimes you got to be slut. Take advantage of your yeah. looks and your situation. But I don't like to do it a lot. So I don't like to do it in a weird way. We got into lots of clubs and stuff like that. But I felt like you could have had a good time with or without. See, this is where it gets complicated because it's beneficial for you to get on the guest list because you just get in faster. But anyone can get on the guest list. Promoters for these clubs are always finding random people and just being like, hey, like I'll put you on the guest list. Like that's part of their job. Because there was one day when we went to Tao Beach Club and we were on the guest list. And the guest list lineup was ridiculously long. It was so bad. Not even worth it. No. There was a general admission line and a guest list line, and the general admission line was going faster. It's also a newer club. It made no sense. And see, another thing with these beach clubs, (laughs) I wouldn't say, like, it's a must, but it's a lot better if you're with somebody who has a table in the club or a cabana. But the thing with these cabanas and these tables is that there's a minimum spend. So if you have a table, you have to agree to spend a certain amount of money at the club. Okay. Which is probably like $20,000. Oh shit. I thought you were going to say like six, seven. You have to be rich as fuck to do that. Okay. The key to that is you find a random group of guys who get a table otherwise drinks are ridiculously expensive it takes a long time to wait so it's within your best interest normally to try to weasel your way to getting a table which is not always easy and it's something that you gotta you gotta put in some work to do you gotta know <laughs> you gotta know these things would you recommend going to vegas with someone who's already been to vegas so they know the ropes and you just gotta get in on those ropes yes because this time around i was the only person who didn't know like they kind of knew the spots to go and lay of the land. So that was helpful for me. Like if mm. it was just us going in for, for the first time, we'd probably be a little bit lost. And it just helps to know people. It made me feel like I was back in business school a little bit because it's like, it's all about who you know. And it's not really meaningful connections. I'm okay with it. Like I, you know. I'm I, probably there for a week. I mean, what's the worst I can fucking, you're probably never going to see these people ever again. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, sometimes my moral compass was struggled with that. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to like, really fake it till I make it. I think I would genuinely look obviously now, especially being in a relationship. If I was going down there, I would just like look for people to be friends with and be like, Oh my God, I have really hot single friends. Why don't you get on in here? I'll put in a good word for you. I think that could work too. You gotta, you gotta hustle the system. You gotta give these people what they want. They want hot girls 
in their bathing yeah. suits, shaking their ass. Like that's, yeah. that's the game. That's the yeah. game. And we'll see, you know, it's funny. So there was one night that we went to a nightclub and we knew the girl promoter. She was like, oh, look, I, there's these really rich guys who are coming in. We'll get you at their table and, you know, they'll give you free drinks and stuff. So we were like, yeah, sure. Great location. The table was right next to the DJ. So that was sick. So then this, and okay, so the the things that they do at these tables are also awesome. Like little drum marching band thing came out and that was awesome. Like whenever they get drinks, there was like a, one of those Japanese dragon suits. Someone came out one of those, like it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. But it was awesome. Not dreaming, just in Vegas. Yeah, so that was fun. (laughs) But the table of guys that we were with, they were supposed to be like regulars, like awesome. They didn't speak a word to any of us. It was fucked. I think we're a front. I think we're putting up a front right now. And that's all we're doing. But I mean, I got wasted. I got so drunk. And then see, at the end, it was Elenium playing, which Elenium didn't play until like one o'clock. So I was plastered by then. The girls that did the table service were giving us drinks. Then eventually Elenium comes on stage. Somehow, I'm not sure when it happened. I am up like on stage right next to him. Like I am just like off to the corner because our table was right next to the stage. So I don't remember how, who told me to get up there or why, but like I got up on stage. I was so close. I was so <laughs> close to Elenium. I could see everything. I could see the DJ panels. I could see his wife. I could see like everybody vibing with me. Like, so anyways. <laughs> So then, and see, at some point, my sister and Sarah Peavy, they got kicked out by the men who owned the booth. But at this point, I was way far gone. I was already so close to Illenium that they couldn't really see me, I guess, to kick me out. So Katie and Speedy went home. I was like, I'm fucking staying. I was like, I'm riding this out as long as I can. So that was fucking worth it, okay? Seeing Elenium like right next to me, I felt like I was the DJ. All these people were looking <laughs> back at me, like singing, and I was just like, ooh, yeah. Like I felt, <laughs> it, was, it was an incredible feeling that I will never experience probably ever again. That was worth it. You that have to walk awesome. home by yourself? We'll see, no actually because Amya was in Caesar's Palace. It was in our hotel. That's another thing. All the clubs are in the parts of the hotel. So I just had to walk to my bedroom. That is perfect. Yeah, and see, they're all on the strip. They're all relatively close. We walked the day clubs. That's amazing. How did it feel to be a hoe somewhere new? Um, You know what? It's interesting that you say that because I didn't really get to let my freak flag fly like I wanted it to. No? And why is that? Honestly, because I was too busy. There was, there was no time. That was the thing. See, well, the night of millennium, I almost, almost let my freak fly fly. But then I was waiting for this guy and his phone's dying. And then I was basically too drunk to stay awake. So I ended up just falling asleep. This is the second day too, after we got back. So obviously I was tired. And then we were only there for two days before EDC. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we were at EDC. There's no time. There was no time to do anything besides EDC those days. We would leave to go to the festival at like 6 p.m. Yeah. because there's so much traffic that it would take you like an hour to get there. Because it's not on the strip. It's on the speedway, which is like a half hour from the strip. Yeah. And then you'd be at the festival and for another 12 hours, you'd leave at 6 a.m. and get home at 7 and be exhausted. So then you'd go to sleep and then you'd wake up at like 4 o'clock and it'd be time to go again. Thing I will say I had so many people that wanted to meet me like I had so many people reaching out to me that wanted to meet up with me that were talking to me but then I didn't have any cell service at the festival either so there were billions of people that I could have met and could have fucked probably but this wasn't in the cards 
There was no time. There was no time. I was exhausted. <laughs> I was exhausted. You're literally just having too much fun to do stupid shit that don't really matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, those things didn't really make or break my trip. I had a sex, but you know, it's not the end one. So would you say your best memory was being up by the stage, be- feeling like you were the DJ? Was that your best memory? Um, that's a good one, but I don't know because there's also at EDC. I mean, I saw a ton of DJs that I probably would never have seen otherwise. Like, yeah. DJ Snake, by far the best. I he was bet. by far the best. David Guetta was good too. And Dom Dalla. Those are my probably my top. Okay. Top three. Oh, DJ Snake was awesome. It was so good. And see, the main headliners or whatever, they don't play until like three o'clock in the morning. So holy DJ, fuck. DJ Snake. Yeah. So you get there at seven and the main event is at three. So three o'clock rolls around and we're all fucked. I just remember like the lights and everything crazy. David Guetta was before DJ Snake and he was really, really good. But then like DJ Snake was like a whole nother level. Like I was just like not prepared. Like the lights were crazy. And see, DJ Snake was good because there was levels to his sets. Like I like when DJs do like heavy stuff, soft stuff, happy stuff, like a mix of all of it. Yeah. He did. There was one drop. I had, I got it on video magically. It was turned down for what? And then it dropped into lean on. And it was fucking amazing. And like, I have the video and in the video, the crowd is like, oh, like everybody was like, oh my God, that's sick. And like, that's the beautiful thing about like EDM festivals, the drops when something's really good and like unique, people are like, oh, like everybody has the same appreciation for it. We also managed to sneak our way really close to the, like close to the front which is kind of scary because it's such it's a huge crowd. But we had this little pocket that was just us where we had enough space to dance. So we were dancing the whole time. <laughs> we Will Rock You came on and all I can picture is like all of us, we just somehow formed a circle and we're like <laughs> dancing and singing. And it was like just crazy, but it was awesome. Uh, we're going to Veld in July, like the end of July, beginning of August. I'm so mm-hmm. ready because we love music. We love remix music. We love music that makes you want to get up and dance and not sit down because you owe it to yourself. Like shit that speaks deep. Oh, See, you're a little yes. festival virgin. So this is going to be a whole new thing. I don't and think I'm going to make it back. It's going to change your life. I know once I start, there'll be no shutting it off for a while. It's just this overwhelming. Everybody's so nice and loves everyone. I love like, that. I remember I, when I first walked into, into Veld for the very first time, I was like, holy shit. Like, this is like, this is like heaven. Like everybody's just dancing and like everybody like wants you to be okay. You know, people want you to make sure you're fine. You know, they want to make sure you're raving safely and alive. And they're like, oh my God, like they'll give you so much compliments and be like, hey, like your outfit is beautiful. You're such a beautiful girl. And you're like, oh my God, stop. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, at EDC, one of our friends wasn't feeling well the next day. So she, there was like one point she just sat on the grass and we watched Dylan Francis. There was these like really nice group of guys who were just like, she sat on the ground and they just kept checking in on her, offering her candy, see if she's okay. And at one point he he offered me and Katie these glasses. He was like, oh, like put them on. Like they'll tri- they're like, they're really trippy. And I was like, this guy's playing around. They were literally just like clear glasses. I was just like, what the heck are you talking about? Like these are, they look like reading glasses. So I put them on. He's like, just wait for lights to go. Oh my God. Everything that was a light became a heart. It was crazy. It was so like, I could not stop smiling when I was just watching it all. I was like, oh my God. Like, so I have to get a pair. Fireworks were hearts. It was crazy. I was like, oh, 
fuck this is beautiful and he was like you like him he was like leave mom for a bit enjoy i was like oh my god thank you so i just kept him on for like a couple more songs and i was like here again i gave him back and i was like these are so cool like thank you so much oh my god we need to find these these are a must-have apparently it, it was awesome what would you say the weirdest thing you saw was mm-hmm. that was a good question oh i know the answer though <laughs> She's like, let me know. I got it. (laughs) Aside from uh, Kyle making out with a guy while wearing a ski mask the whole time. That's one thing. (laughs) Kyle was in some teens. So that's this is the other side. So there's EDC. So EDC is huge venue. There's so many stages. It's you can't bang out everything that you want to do there, unfortunately. Yeah. There are lots of people that I wanted to see that I didn't end up seeing just because they're all jam packed into one day. Yeah. There's these other stages, which are very big called bass pod and wasteland and stuff like that and this is where like the dubstep like the heavy headbangers go and i didn't realize that there are lots of them out there i think they're nice kind people they just really like like there's one stage where there's no words it's just like just it's literally just that the whole time which i mean i i get i i can vibe with the i think i'd be able to go to wasteland and bass pod and survive Katie's like, no, I wouldn't enjoy it. I think I would because I just like enjoy like the head banging. Yeah, fully just not giving up the yeah. getting like yeah. super into it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. which yeah, I think totally. that's part of it. So, yeah. So there's also this other side where there's like, well, I guess it's not an other side, but there are some people who go to the festival and they just lie on each other and they have their eyes closed. You look over and you're like, holy fuck. Like, you'll be just like, you're at Daisy Lane or something. And there's like, you like trip over someone. And you're like, holy fuck. There's like 10 people lying on the ground, just like with their eyes rolling in the back of their heads. Like, I think a lot of people just go to the festival and like drop acid and just lie on the ground, like, and watch the lights. Cause there's so much lights everywhere. Like it's crazy. It's in the speedway and To get there, you have to go down these stairs and it's like a bowl. So when we were leaving at six o'clock in the morning, we go up through the bowl. There's so many people sitting in the bowl. Been here the whole time, just (laughs) sitting, like not even at a stage. You're just watching them all from the outside. Like that's weird. I think EDC is a big, it's a big mix of people who go for the music and people who go to just get fucked up. So that was a bit weird. Definitely weird just seeing people lying on each There would be one like (laughs) spot. And I look over, I remember I looked over once and it was like, I'm not even joking. It was probably like 20 people just like lying down, like not talking to one another, just like laying on top of each other. What would get me is tripping over one of them. Holy fuck. Be like, where did you come from? Yeah. And see, a lot of people just sit down in the crowd sometimes and it's so dangerous. And then their friends get mad at you and you're like, hey, there's someone sitting here. And you're like, why are you sitting here? (laughs) This is a music festival field. Get trampled. This is how people die. Literally. What would you say your worst memory was on your trip? Well, we got a little bit sick from breathing in all the dust. So on day two, I couldn't really talk. It hurt to talk. (laughs) And my whole body hurt. (laughs) So that kind of sucked. But I would also say there were, um, there were some times when, which I guess happened. I think this might happen regardless I yeah. do not think it's going to happen at Veld because we've got a very relaxed group of people going. There were some heated arguments <laughs> a couple times. Just because I think people are tired, but he wants to do the same thing. So there's yeah. a bunch of places you can go, but you want to stick together. People are drinking a lot. 
and you know just become argumentative when they drink so i would like to take that away the drama i could live without you have that no matter who you're going to travel with for the most part like yeah. traveling with your family traveling with your friends it's just different it is know? different adding in all these other factors and elements into it. And also like being in a group, it can definitely get messy, but it's Mm -hmm. all about how you read the room. How do people move on from it? Like, are you going to hold a grudge? Are you going to be bitter? Are you just going to say, sorry, literally we're both just fucked up. Let's just like call it what it is. Let's go to bed, wake up, have a new day. Like that should have happened more than it did on our trip. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of fighting, but when there was, it was big. Mm. I did not get into any fights. I love that for you. That's because you're a little angel. (laughs) That's true. What would you say the success is to rebounding for the following day? Was there a series of events that you found worked better or did you just do what Mm. you always done? Do you mean like for rallying the next day? Yeah, a little rally. Exactly. Whoa. (laughs) That's another thing too. We would have like one meal a day. (laughs) So the second day... We were all feeling really shitty and sick and we were like basically not really ready to go. So we had this huge, I had a huge meal and it brought me back. It really brought me back. And then, you know, just partying on, you got to have good people, good people that will encourage you, good vibes, good music, just get ready and go. And then once you're there, it's good. I found on day three, I felt the best coming home that I ever felt. Yeah. Damn. Okay. That's that was good. I, I wasn't tired at all on day three when I came home. Whereas like the first two days I was like falling asleep on the way home in the car. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's the thing. Like festivals in general, you got to learn the ropes, which is kind of like your first day. You got to figure out where things are. You got to figure out how hot it is, that kind of thing. So you got to you gotta test your weight. Don't go too hard the first day, mate. Keep in mind, it's a marathon and it's not a short race. I think that's yeah. important too. And see, luckily for Veld, we've been. Yes. We've been Veld. So we know like some of the advantages, like for Veld, VIP is absolutely an advantage. You have no lineup for the bathroom and no lineup to refill your water bottle. And that's another thing at these festivals, you have to stay hydrated or you will die. Like <laughs> legit. Especially like EDC was in the fucking desert. So like it gets so dry that if you don't like hydrate yourself, you're literally just drinking and dancing and sweating you're not gonna make it to the end you have to drink water (laughs) it'll be the beginning of the end if you do not is that what you're saying yeah let's talk about some airport fun wake up early or do you just power through no sleep get shit done get to the airport now see i would say that i actually love traveling i hate the airport i hate going to the airport i just find there's just too much room for error things go wrong and I don't like that. I like things to go smoothly when I travel. Are you the travel trip dad? Are you that person? <laughs> you know what? Maybe I am because I kept my cool for like all the festival. We lost our luggage when we were going to Las Vegas on the way there. And when it was gone, some people were really sad and upset. And you know, me and Kyle were just like, all right, well, we don't have our luggage for the first day. Not the end of the world. Let's we have what we have. I had a bathing suit in my bag. So I was like, well, let's go to the beach club. I looked disgusting. I was ugly when I went. But you know what? I still managed to be a nice guy. I keep got. And there you go. So obviously you weren't ugly, you stupid fuck. Okay, everyone, like Sarah, pack a bag, have an outfit in it. You can't probably carry makeup because they'll throw it out on you. Don't waste your time doing shit like that. But have an emergency bag ready because you never fucking know. Yes, What's I brought happen? all my festival clothes in my carry-on with me in the event that we didn't have it by some mm, strange thing, which Air Canada definitely 
could happen. My dad only travels with a carry-on. <laughs> it's a little easier for people who don't have a lot of clothes. So this is confirmed. Sarah is the travel dad that we all see and love. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't fucking getting brought down by any factor that may come into life. Now, I will say this. Um, <laughs> I, got a, I, got, I got a spray tan for this. My first time ever getting a mm-hmm. spray tan. And I went and got a machine. It was just a machine who did the spray tan for me. Yeah. I hated it. Because <laughs> I'm used to self-tanner. And it was like not dark enough for me. So I almost had a mini meltdown because of that. But put on self-tanner over my, my spray tan before we went to the airport. Yeah. Because I was like, it's not dark enough. It's not turning enough. I have to be beautiful when I get to Vegas and tan. So yeah, I just reapplied my tan. So that was a small bump in the road for me. That's good. So, no tears. No tears allowed. You know, get me down. And you know what I will say? Do you ever use this spray on tan that you don't shower off? Like you just um, spray it on. It's like the mousse, but it's you just spray it on. I don't think so. We use it in Vegas. So clutch. Oh my God. It was so good. Like it's great in a pinch. Like when we were like in the pool and then we like have to go to a nightclub and you don't want to put the tan on, shower it off again. It was perfect. It would just, it turns so quick. If it got a bit wet, then it would probably run. Do you pack the day of, the day before? Do you pack a week before? I started packing, I think, I wanted to start packing that week. (laughs) Just because I was so excited. I got like my rave outfits. I had it all in a pile in my room, just not packed like two days before. And then the day of, we packed. Because I also wanted to start packing, but then Katie had work and she wanted me to wait for her. So... (laughs) I couldn't pack right as early as I wanted to, but she is the travel dad. Do you like to have a couple airport drinky poos while you're out in the boat? Now, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned this again, because maybe I am a dad because when we got through security, I just didn't think we'd have time. I was like scared that we didn't have time. I was like, I don't know if I could, like, and they were like, Sarah, you can have a pint of beer. And I'm like, can I slam a pint of beer? Like before I get on the plane? Like, oh my God. I don't know. We did. We did have some airport drinky poos. I didn't have anything on the plane because I just didn't want to spend money because I know it's really expensive, but I just slept the whole time. So I can't sleep on planes. Not really like a half an hour, maybe. And then I'm up and like ready to party. It doesn't happen for me. I was in and out the whole time. At one point, I was sleeping like this with my head like chest up. Excruciating. (laughs) Oh, my God. Every part of my head was on fire and I was, and then Katie was asleep next to me. Someone else, I was in the aisle. I slept, I had the fucking aisle seat every flight except one. Terrible. This is ridiculous. So then woke up was an excruciating pain and I was like, I'm stuck. I'm trapped in the air. I can't even do anything. I can't take a pill. I can't talk to a doctor. Like I'm just in the air in excruciating pain. So I just ended up falling asleep again. And I just made sure not to fall asleep like that. That sounds awful. That's why you need one of those neck pillows. I got one, but I found it made me worse. I found when I was up like this, like it hurt my neck. (laughs) Hello, everyone. We are back. It's so rudely fucking shut off on us once again. We we aren't (laughs) purchasing premium Zoom membership like yeah you know what my profs never did either so exactly and I think it just means that why would you buy something when you could literally just go back onto it record it and then try to put it back together not that I'm really great at like editing as everyone will notice and yes I it is what it is however why the fuck am I paying these people (laughs) (laughs) there's a loophole and I'm gonna use it (laughs) yeah you just start over like we do in life yes start get up back on the horse (laughs) You know? Nay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Yes. We're, so we were. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel from a mental standpoint, besides the exhaustion, because you're partying and, and all that bullshit, but actually going on vacation and the importance of how essential it is for people to travel and get away. Well, that's kind of the predicament that I find myself in now. Before now, I was even kind of just itching to leave Newfoundland, get a change of scenery. And now I'm like, oh, I'm struggling now that I'm back. I'm struggling. I'm counting down days until Veld just to leave again. Like I am so, so looking forward to leaving. And I feel like now that I'm just like, that's kind of my philosophy on like Newfoundland. I feel like people who are like happily living in Newfoundland full time, traveling is a spice of life for these people. It has to be. Newfoundland is so small. It's so small. Coming up to Halifax and just seeing how much more advanced Halifax is and, you know, minus the nicer weather and stuff like that. We've been living in Newfoundland our whole lives. It is what it is. Like we... (laughs) There's no shock there that it could be raining, snowing, fog, doesn't matter. Even Halifax, where they're focusing on solar energy, there's bike ways for people if they want to ride their bike and try not to get- It's a whole new world. It's like a whole different world. Live like this. There's more to life than oil and gas. I don't understand why we don't want to upgrade and be better. And I don't know, like I said before- what we're doing and what we have done isn't working. So why not try to elevate? Like, let's not quick money. Like I said before, is not good money. Let's let's invest in the people and become more innovative. Like, the, why aren't we more mm. innovative? Why are we still so held back by such limited options? It's like the world is such a crazy, beautiful place now. And I think, you know, our parents, their age, they only work hard and, you know, put into sweat and tears and you're working for, you know, what seemed like a lot of money to them back then. But now they've dug us into such a fucking hole and they're wondering why no one wants to work because no one wants to work for nothing. No one wants to work for to get by. People want to be happy. People want to go on vacations. They need vacations. They need a break from their everyday life. People yeah. can't even get days off work now. And then they're blaming it on our generation for not wanting to go to work. And we're like, we don't want to work for fucking nothing. There's a difference. I don't know if it was the, the length of time or just the atmosphere or whatever. Coming back from Halifax versus coming back from Vegas. It's a lot more depressing <laughs> coming back from Vegas to Newfoundland than it is coming back from Halifax. I mean, post-festival blues is a thing. Like, it's just it's so, it's so much happiness, stimulation for yeah. like three days. And then you go home and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> life is so sad. So that is bigger for me from Vegas obviously but that kind of makes sense I guess like I found even like I just found when I came back from Halifax I wasn't really sad I just like was like wow like I want to be in Halifax I don't want to be in Newfoundland anymore fair I think you'd die a young age if you lived in Vegas but people do it that's crazy to me too like that's their lifestyle that's just their yeah. fucking way that's and I love that for them but no I would not be able to do that every day like the no promoters that we met and stuff I have her on stuff and she's posting every day still like you know like try to get on my guest list this place like blah 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 and I'm like wow you go girl it's a commitment it's a total freaking commitment to the game yeah how long did you start like saving for your trip? Usually I like to try to plan it out a few months before and you don't think about it, but you got to make some sacrifices when you're saving for a trip. Get your outfits. Like you have to get your outfits, get those, but buy your outfits in like increments. I think, would you rather go drinking in Newfoundland down at Mm. one of the bars? Or do you want to save that hundred bucks? Use that in Vegas somewhere for something more fun. You know what I mean? So true. 
you really got to pick and choose your battles and even like pinching coin. Like people don't think you get a lot of money, but you can get like a couple hundred bucks. If, if you have coin, if you're a waitress or whatever the case may be, putting that aside, rolling it up, going to the bank also like ends up giving yeah. you some extra spin. One of the people dough. that I worked with in the kitchen, she would always save the tip out that she would get. She would never, she'd always save it and keep it for trips because she loves going on trips. Like that's like her thing. Yeah. So she was like struggling with COVID, but yeah, she, she said she almost had a trip to... I think it was San Francisco. She managed to pay with her tips. Wow. That's fucking awesome. It was her and someone else. How did you cope with your trip stress? Um, I would say just trying to stay calm. I would just say deep breaths, you know, mindfulness. Though I would say the same way that I pretty much deal with most of my stress. Just mind over matter. Mind over matter. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Would you recommend EDC? I would, but there are some conditions. I would not recommend it for your first festival just because it's too big. It's way too big. If you don't like big crowds, go to fucking luck. Like, Veld, I don't know how many people Veld is. It's going to seem so small compared to EDC. EDC was crazy. Like, (laughs) there was one point where fireworks had started going off which like happens like multiple times throughout the event these crazy they're beautiful fireworks and they were happening right in front of the exit and entrance to the main stage yeah so i remember i was like fucked and fireworks start going off people start going every which way jostling each other i was like fucked up i was like oh my god like I was just focusing on staying upright at that point and like Katie was in front of me and I was just like oh my god I can't lose her but I was like I can't like I I was like I can't talk like I just have to like and everybody's pushing you and it was just like it was a very overwhelming so like I just stayed calm because I was just like all right well gonna ride this out till it's over so when you gotta ride the jostling (laughs) when you gotta ride ride the wave ride the jostle (laughs) or don't ride at all I caught a way I caught a vibe and then she just had to ride it out. That Sarah caught only- a vibe and she did not let go. That was the only way out. It's just to <laughs> let, you just got to ride it out. There's no, you can't stop it once it started. So I was just like, all right, well. Panicking is not good. No, no, exactly. And I didn't panic. Yeah, you can't panic. It will be over. These people are humans. They will realize that if you fall down, maybe they won't want to trample all over you. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it if you don't like big crowds. Absolutely not. It's a huge venue. There's no signs on how to get anywhere. So you have to, it's impossible. Like we got lost so many times thinking we were going the right way and thinking we weren't going the right way. That was another big annoying part of the trip. Certain people thought that we knew where we were going. So they would lead us without thinking. And then we'd end up in the wrong spot. And it was just exhausting. That kept happening over and over again. But it was just, it wasn't anyone's fault. No one knew where we were going. (laughs) We were all like, all right, maybe it's this way. Maybe it's this way. Maybe it's this way. And it was like, we'd end up just walking and being so tired and just being like, we're still not where we need to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would recommend something smaller for a first festival. And face masks. Oh, a rave in the desert. Wear a face mask. If not, you're going to- If you breathe in that dusk, you will be out for the count. (laughs) Sarah's already a wheezy I still have a cough. (laughs) I still have a cough from the dust that I was inhaling, which nobody even tells you. That's another thing. No one told us that. Well, we knew these, we met these guys and they told us on day one that they were all wearing masks. And that was why and we we're like, oh, well, that fucking makes sense. The next day you wake up, you can't even talk. It's like, oh, jeez. Swallow <laughs> the fucking pan of the sand. That's what, it, that's what it felt like, honestly. So 
little off topic. We'll talk about my little trip in Montreal there a few weeks ago. First time there. I have to say I absolutely loved Montreal. It's like the up and coming city right now. Oh, it definitely is up and coming city. Everyone has their own fucking vibe, their own energy. Like their style is so unique. It's so interesting to see. And I remember Nathan saying like, you know, he likes dressing well. He loves seeing different styles. And like, he's like, oh man, I'm totally going to try that when I get home. We stayed right off of St. Catherine Street, which is literally downtown it was just a little bit up from the main road so we didn't get all that traffic it was like a little side road I would recommend that if anyone wants to know what Airbnb we stayed at it was like studio everything was white kind of like brick and it was so gorgeous it was so beautiful there was a great cafe next door called uh, Pigeon Cafe shout out to you guys they made the best <laughs> lattes and they had the best breakfast sandwiches. So mm. good. That's we, something that is so important on a trip. Good breakfast spot. A good breakfast spot is literally everything. We went to a place called Expectations. <laughs> it was really good. A, yeah, I know, right? They had a great mimosa. And mm. I can't start my day on an empty stomach. I will fail miserably. I yeah. need for energy. Like you were saying earlier, like when you didn't eat your whole body, because you mm. can't physically keep up i think that was why i was so like tired and in pain because i didn't eat much like the last two days the difference between that i guess because we weren't just raving and like having a time kind of thing was we ate way too much (laughs) every that's my problem is that i want to try all the food and even if i wasn't hungry i would order takeout from three different spots like i'd get like a burger (laughs) from like crave burger and then i'd go and get ramen noodles and then Uh, i wanted dessert and i just like i couldn't decide but it was worth (laughs) it it's all about if it's worth it or not (laughs) and it totally was yeah I would also say Hurley's Pub, shout out to them. They had a great spot. Anyone in Newfoundland knows Fred and Arthur and the boys, little navigators, you know what I mean? Nathan said he found the French Fred of Montreal at Hurley's Pub. Wow. And Alan Doyle, actually, when he comes to Montreal, would play with this band, these two guys playing. Like, it was insane. I know. Did you know that before you went there? Nathan knew that before he went there because he was to Montreal, which was really nice because he kind of knew like nice little places to go. Helps to have that. Yes. On any trip. Absolutely. Everyone was always on the go. It was like pretty, there were some bars that were like younger twenties, but for the most part, there was a lot of bars that were like mid twenties, you know, thirties, which is like, you know, when the throwbacks come on and everyone like just fucking gets down, like (laughs) excellent would recommend like festivals festivals it's all related it's all about the energy like we were saying the bikes were super nice and easy to ride because the lanes were pretty mapped out well in montreal i would recommend renting the bikes did you guys rent bikes we rented bikes so the bikes were supposed to be like two dollars and thirty cents to rent the bikes however when we rented the bikes you don't read the fine print they charge you a hundred dollars deposit on each bike that you get back in like five to 10 business days. So when I went into my credit card, my credit card wouldn't work for the Uber. And I was like, that's so weird. Like I should definitely have a couple of hundred bucks left. And they fucking charge 200 bucks to my credit card. Then they kept trying to take out more money. So I had to go and I had to cancel it uh, and get a new credit card because and then (laughs) the worst part about being in Montreal if you're biking to some of these really nice places so we literally went on like what was supposed to be a 45 minute bike ride it turned into two hours because we got to the uh, botanical gardens we actually missed it because we were looking for a biking dock because all the docks were used up because you're going Uh, to like really like popular places so when we went to go put the bikes up we couldn't find anywhere to put the bike so we spent two hours looking for a bike dock because uh they were all full and the closest ones way back up towards like where we just come from 
So that was pretty fucking annoying. Yeah. See, that's the little nitpicky parts of trips too. Like we knew about the fact that we needed a driver for ADC because like somebody who went told us the only other option, I think, if you didn't have a driver was that they provided a shuttle, but we knew people who went on the shuttle and they were waiting in line for the shuttle after the concert had ended for over an hour. Yeah. So like, we got home at eight o'clock. They were just getting on the shuttle to come home at that time. That sounds awful. And you were already saying how exhausted you guys were by yeah. like getting home when you did, let alone. So that means they're already an hour behind getting up, getting ready, feeling even like a little bit remotely better. Yeah. Terrible. What I would also recommend in Montreal is rooftop restaurants. There were so many rooftop restaurants. They were so pretty. They were so nice. Uh, we went to one that was like above a hotel down by the waterfront in Montreal. Food was reasonably priced. Food was great. It was super tasty. Nate said it was the best burger he's ever had. We ended up walking then. We walked a lot in Montreal, which the first couple of days you're walking around is pretty exhausting when you're doing nothing all day long before that. I think that's travel in general, honestly. You got to walk, really walk and you feel like you're going to get like no exercise. The amount of walking that you do when you travel is- Don't feel bad though for taking naps or feeling like you need to lay down (laughs) for like a half an hour. There's people that I've gone on trips with and they were literally like, go, 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 go. But Mm -hmm. it's okay if you want to like sit down for an hour, catch your breath. Like we done that, go do whatever, come back, lay down, do nothing for like an hour, then get ready and go somewhere else. I found that was really helpful, especially with all the walking and going around and whatever the case may be and it gives you an opportunity to change your outfit you got a lot of outfits you got one to wear you want to look good yeah well, you can literally have like three outfit changes if you so wish to that's true at the end of the day i think everyone should go on a trip and you don't literally mm-hmm. have to leave newfoundland you don't have to go to vegas you don't have to go to halifax the importance of getting away even if it's just for a weekend there's so many things going on this summer like festival wise like blueberry fest george street fest Maybe you don't want to do any of that. Maybe you want to go camping at the Lubson Beach. Maybe you want to go water rafting in Grand Falls. Like do whatever it is that you want to do. That's super fun. Get you out there. It's going to restart your whole mental game for the summer. You get into this funk with like work and routine and you don't even realize how badly you need to go on a trip until you go on one. You're like, oh my gosh, like I really needed that. Like sometimes you don't even realize how badly you need it. Even if it's only for a few days and no one, you don't have to go and spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars Mm. on stuff, completely disconnect. Or in your case, like going to EDC, you want to remember that, you know, taking the videos, do whatever it is that you need to do to restart, fresh start for when you come back, because everyone needs to get away Mm-hmm. no matter who or where or what they're doing spending money on an experience with your friends like humber humber was so fun when we went to humber, humber valley and it wasn't much like it was just a little trip across the island but like it was so fun i would definitely say that the economy has held people back especially just getting out of the pandemic everyone's trying to get back on their feet However, if it's something you really want to do and you have the ability to do it, but you're just choosing to spend your money on other things and then complaining that you don't have the money to spend on things you really Mm -hmm. want to do, you just need to really prioritize and figure out what do you want to give up? What can you not give up? And then what can you do to invest into the thing you really want to do and then make it fucking happen? Mm -hmm. It is possible. 
so yeah, I think this kind of clues up. I'm kind of glad we're ending on this note more so than the other one. <laughs> Shout out Matt Mercer. Thank you for the music. You're a fucking gem. Karen, they done the cover art. You guys can see their awesome work. They're so talented. And yeah, thanks for tuning in for another episode with Sarah and April. Mm-hmm. Things are coming along. Things are coming along. Sarah tried to hop off the bus <laughs> of the podcast, but I won't let her because we are bringing it hot <laughs> and heavy all summer long. I'm moving back to New now I'm physically going to be there to like even like come over difference also I know it's hard being away but we are recording one episode at a time every episode two zoom calls at a time (laughs) two zoom calls at a time not paying for the upgrade we're gonna keep trying to figure this out again we claim to know nothing we're not the best never claim to be uh but we just like that you guys are tuning in hopefully you're liking it and we'll just keep serving it up yeah we will see you next week